We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome. It's Friday, May 12th. You're listening to the Morning Grind here at Roto Grinders. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. Joined today by my, my really good buddy, because <laughs> I can't speak. Will Priester, the Chief, the Justice of Six. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, brother. Just want to make sure I got the retweet going because we are live and in living color. And uh, definitely glad to come on. Nice little slate today. And, Nothing uh, little about this slate. <laughs> nice big slate today. <laughs> Robust. And uh, let's see if we can help put some put some money in these guys' pockets. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pumped. We're gonna jump into this one pretty quick. Um, so pumped for this one, and I think I accidentally put um, the wrong information on the YouTube page. So that's my bad. But yes, it's it's Friday. We have 13 games, um, and I'm joined with my good buddy Will. So we have a lot to a lot to get through today. A lot to get through today. We're gonna jump right in, have some fun with this one. Big slate. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday night. Missed you all yesterday. I recorded a podcast. It was like seven minutes long, and I didn't put it up because it was seven minutes long. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was just such a small slate that decided to leave it, leave it, and get into this big Friday slate. Hope everyone enjoyed their Thursday, and uh, let's have us a Friday here. We get started with Pittsburgh at Baltimore, eight and a half total in this game. Bradish Oviedo. Orioles are 146 favorites. Any interest here in Juan Oviedo? No. He's really struggled lately. Like, he, he struggled. The struggles kind of started against the Dodgers. 
And then we we saw like the numbers said regression, and then we saw him struggle against Washington, where just couldn't get an, a guy out. And that's a team you you need to get outs on. Um, I mean, it's just not a very potent offense. And then we have a, a really tough matchup against Toronto, and he went out and struggled. So I wouldn't necessarily say that like Baltimore is like this end all really tough matchup, but they're tough enough. I mean, they're a good enough offense that against right-handed pitching, the projected lineups under 20% strikeouts. I don't think this is a spot I want to play. Oviedo, you gave him the quick no, and I don't disagree. Bradish on the other side of this game. I mean, he's 6,600. He's cheap. The matchup against Pittsburgh is nice, but now we're getting Pittsburgh outside of you know their home ballpark. They're on the road. Big ballpark upgrade for this team. Bradish, I mean, he comes into this game with a 4.5 xFIP. He's really struggled um, to, you know, generate soft contact in general. Um, he is generating ground balls. I don't think this is a spot I want to play Kyle Bradish either. Nope, no Bradish for me today, my good friend. Yeah, it's it's one of those spots where it's actually kind of nice because you know Pittsburgh when they're at home, you hardly ever get to play them, and they've been on like some weird slates lately. And now we get Pittsburgh in Baltimore, and I mean. Baltimore is not the biggest ballpark upgrade in the world, but it's a ballpark upgrade, um, you know, when they move the fences back. So looking at Pittsburgh as a whole, Reynolds is expensive, but honestly, the rest of the team is fairly priced here. Um, What are your thoughts when you're looking at the Pittsburgh bats today? Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Pittsburgh. Um, Really this game in general, but you know, like, like you said, Brad is nothing special. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh bats are, or some of them, let me say that some of them are a little bit more expensive than we want to pay, um, like Reynolds at 5,700. Like we, we, I don't think we want to do that, but most of the other guys are so cheap. And, um, I think this is just kind of a stacked team, Steve, like, and I don't even mind fading Reynolds in Pittsburgh stacks because of his price. Like, I, I mean, Listen, he's a good hitter. Don't, don't get me wrong, but like, he's not Ronald Acuna, so I don't. Right. I don't feel no, like I yeah. you know. I, I have to have him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can build really good quality Pittsburgh lineups without him being in there at all. My, I think my favorite bat from Pittsburgh today is Wazinski. Um, he's thirty eight hundred. He has a three fifty seven ISO against right handed pitching this season. High woba. His biggest issue is strikeouts, and I mean, you don't have to worry about that as much when you're facing against like Kyle Bradish or a guy like Kyle Bradish. So I think Suzinski is my favorite. Um, I don't mind a, a, like a McCutcheon either. Like McCutcheon back in Pittsburgh, kind of doing his thing this year, seven home runs. Um, so I think McCutcheon is playable, but yeah, I mean, I think overall Pittsburgh is a really interesting team today. If I'm stacking them, it's probably like a secondary stack. I don't know yeah. if I'm full stacking them. And then on the Baltimore side, I really like the spot for Baltimore today. Um, I, I think they're a team that potentially flies under the radar with some of the spots that we have. Oviedo, I mean, he's generating ground balls, but I mean, again, his numbers kind of seem like they're going to, I mean, scream regression. Um, what are your thoughts here when you're looking at Baltimore? Yeah, I like Baltimore. I did dig into Oviedo a little bit at the beginning of the season when, when it seemed like he was having massive success. And he just kind of got away from his fastball, and I think he was throwing more curved slider, if I am if I can remember correctly from looking at some stuff. But 
all in all, I, I, he should have trouble with Baltimore here. You got Mullins, you got Santander at 4K, who I really like today. Um, you know, you got Mateo at 4,900 now. Like, even though Mateo usually bets that 6-7 hole because he's been so good, Stevie, they've had to price him up. They haven't been able to leave him at some of the bottom of the barrel pricing like he was earlier this season, that 3K, low 4K range. You know, he was even 5K a couple days ago. So I still like Mateo. Uh, Baltimore is no longer a cheat team overall, Steve. Like, you just don't have everybody at low 4K, 3K range. But you still got to have guys like Gunnar Henderson that you can play. Uh, you still got uh, Mountcastle, who is, you know, 4,600. You know, you still, like I said, Hayes and Santander at 4K, who I like today. So I think there's enough balance in the lineup to be able to stack this team against Oviedo. If you're stacking Baltimore, do not forget about Rutschman. I know I yeah, he's am, under he's under 5k now. I am team cheap catcher. Everyone knows that. I punt catcher more than anybody in the industry. I, I take claim to this. I am team punt catcher. I am captain of this team. Um but if you're stacking Baltimore, you have to play this guy. He is he's incredibly talented. Um I love the Mateo call. A guy that's hitting like sixth or seventh in the order that just seems to kind of go under owned every single slate and he just kind of keeps crushing and his price and people hate paying this price but i mean he's up to 12 stolen bases on the season too so like he has six home runs so he's he got jack in the bag upside so yeah uh, love the mateo call all right we got tampa bay at new york facing the yankees this is going to be a phenomenal um series there's no total out in this game i think it has a lot to do with like um, tampa's pitching situation it's expected to be fleming um We'll see if that kind of keeps up or not. And then Garrett Cole pitching for the Yankees. He's 12K. Uh, let's talk Fleming first. I don't want mediocre lefties uh, against the Yankees. Um, I mean, that's as, as nice as I think we could put it here. I think this is a spot where Fleming might not make it out of the fourth inning. Um, low strikeout <laughs> guy. Like, you can't have 7% Ks against righties and face the Yankees. I'm sorry. Um, you, you just can't. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm laughing, but it's it's just the truth, man. Uh, so, once again, I mean, man, we're right in the gate with some hard no's, but I, I'm not playing. Flint. This is a hard no. This yeah, is yeah. a, this I, is I, a hard nope. Like, no. no. Like, this lineup, they're likely going to have Rizzo in there. Maybe Calhoun defensively, and they're going to historically hasn't struggled with lefties, though. No, I'm saying like he's going to have uh, just seven righties. Nope. High walk rates, patient team, a lot of power. Nope. 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 Let's talk Garrett Cole, though. Um, I mean, Tampa has been the best offense in baseball this season. I don't think anybody can really question that. Yeah. Garrett Cole just faced this team 95 pitches, five earned runs. Mm -hmm. I am a I'm a believer in Garrett Cole, but at 12K against this offense and facing him back to back too, and facing him back to back, I mean, this might be one of those spots you put Garrett Cole on the shelf at 12K. We have plenty of pitchers today. Yeah, I'm. So look, so here's the deal, Stevie, and, and, and you know the reason why Garrett Cole isn't a hard nose because of who he is and his skill level. Like, we're not going to be surprised if he comes out and gets goes seven innings, eight strikeouts, and gives up two runs today. Like, like we're not going to be surprised. That, we're not going to be like, oh, wow, we can't believe it. But realistically, he shouldn't have the same upside today as usual. 
And just when you thought Tampa Bay was going to quit hitting the baseball, Stevie, they went and lit up Domingo today for eight runs. Like, just like that. Just bam. So I'm with you. Um, I think for the price and the other options we have that are going to be facing offenses that are not as good as Tampa, I'm with you. I'm not telling anyone to fade Cole, but I'm fading Cole. I mean, if we're, okay, if we're looking at these top two guys, right? If we're looking at Cole and Strider, Strider leads baseball this season in swinging strike rate. He's going to face a very right-handed, heavy Toronto team. They're a very good team. But if you're going to take a pitcher against a good team, wouldn't you prefer Strider over Toronto instead of Cole in Yankee Stadium against the the best team in baseball this year? I mean, like, can they keep it up? We'll find out. Let, let's be honest. We'll find out. But Tampa right now, has, has they've been the best against righties, lefties. They have hit 57 home runs against right-handed pitching, the second highest this season against right-handed pitching is the Giants at 47. Like, Cole is a guy that gives up home runs. Um, I think I'm passing on him today. And it's hard to say that, but I just – I think he struggles here. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, any Tampa bats that you like here? I mean, I, I'm always in on some Wander Franco, Stevie, just because of the low K rate. He did leave the game early Thursday. Yeah. And, and but that's did say afterwards that he expects to play. Yeah, but just in case, um, but he's 5,900. So here's the deal. Because of Tampa's elite prowess on the offensive end, <laughs> a lot of their bats are expensive. I don't want to load up on Tampa in this spot, and I'm also not going to play Garrett Cole. They just got to cancel each other out. I mean, that's what you're hoping for at the end of the day. You're yeah. hoping that um, you're hoping the home runs come from low on guys, and you're hoping no one hits two. I mean, that's what you're kind of hoping for here. I think if I'm playing anybody from Tampa, it's probably Brandon Lau. Um, he's he's a guy that I would home run chase. He's been super cold here recently, so like his price has really come down. So him or Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe just keeps hitting, man. Um, so I don't think that this is a spot I play Tampa, but I also am in the ballpark of if you want to stack Tampa in large field tournaments, they could win you a tournament today. This is a huge ballpark yeah. upgrade. They hit righties and lefties. They could win you a tournament today. As far as the Yankees go, love the Yankees today. I, I feel like this podcast, it, it, it makes me sad sometimes. And I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Most people that listen to this podcast know that. I, it makes me sad how much I've liked the Yankees this week. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of the day, all of these guys are in play. Um, Bader keeps hitting. Torres is just one of the hottest, if not the hottest hitter in baseball. LeMahieu has better numbers against lefties. We know how good Aaron Judge is. Like You can stack the Yankees and not pay 6200 for Judge and feel good about it because of how good this team has been right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Stevie, I don't think anybody's played more Glaber Torres than I have this season. I don't think. Uh, he's just been someone I've just been – playing consistently i think he has another good day today against mr fleming early um you know just all in all stevie i, I think that the the yankees are definitely a team you just stack them today right like i don't have to sell you on them they're gonna have some expensive bats some not expensive bats just mix and match play on wall harrison bader being there has has really helped them as well at the back of the lineup i mean stevie look since he's gotten there I mean, just production on top of production. It's incredible. Uh, Yankees are playing fantastic right now. 
I mean, they just they just pounded Fleming in five innings, six earned runs, two home runs, like his last start five days ago. Um, yeah. And I don't think you expect anything different here unless Fleming doesn't pitch. So, yeah, love the Yankees here today. Um, oh, the yeah. only reason that, like, I, I would give any kind of hesitation to the Yankees today is Tampa has a top five bullpen. Um, so do the Yankees. So, like, both of these teams are really good bullpens. So, that's the hesitation. That's all I got. That's the only hesitation that I got. Mets and Nationals, nine total in this game. The Mets are a 136 favorite. We got McGill going up against Gore. Um, any interest here in Taylor McGill? So, I, I don't think so, Stevie. And this is just one of those situations where I talk about this. I feel like almost every time. I don't know if he has enough upside at this price against Washington, who is like the worst offense in the world, but they don't score any runs. They don't strike out and they don't score runs. It's like, it's like bad porridge from the little red riding hood book. They're, they're just, it's, ugh, it's just so bad. It's like the, Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. The, Washington's just the worst this year. They don't strike out and they don't score runs. I mean, every time I pitch, pitch a pitcher against them this week, they've scored plenty. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been it's an, so it's much an fun. Anomaly. It's an anomaly. Oh, it's been so much fun. Um, I made money the other night with uh, with my pitcher getting rocked, and I was like, what is going on? But McGill is a low strikeout guy. He has a 6x FIP compared to his 4.3 um, ERA. His number is scream regression. He's just not a great pitcher. As good as this... I mean, just as bad as this offense is, I still don't think this is a spot I can play McGill. On the flip side of this game, though, Mackenzie Gore might be my favorite tournament play today. I like. It. I love this spot for him. We talk about how good the Yan- or the Mets are against right-handed pitching, but they do struggle against lefties. And dude, this guy, this this kid has some stuff. He has some stuff. Is it going to click every start? No, but the cl- the starts it clicks. This dude's capable of double-digit strikeouts against anybody. Um, we all we all kind of wonder why the Padres and the Nationals did the trade they did, but I mean, this is the this is the key piece for Washington to build their future. This guy is very talented. Yeah, I like Gore, eighty-seven hundred, and that's one of the things Stevie like with these teams that have been Jekyll and Hyde's. With lefties and righties, righties and lefties, you just got to know when to attack, right? And know which side of the plate they're strong. And the Mets are strong against righties. Didn't show that. Uh, in, didn't show that against the Reds uh, yesterday <laughs> against Mr. Law and Mr. Lively. I mean, just got shut out. Wow. Baseball, baby. Baseball. Oh, I, I couldn't believe it. But uh, at any rate, lefties they have struggled with absolutely. And so Gore, I do like. I'm with you. Eighty seven hundred, fair price for him in this spot. Uh, as long as everything goes off without a hitch, I, I like Gore at 8,700. I love this spot. Um, again, like he has been elite against righties, and they're going to platoon this lineup. Um, I mean, he's shown big reverse splits this year. He has a, a 257 Woba, 87 ISO, and a 30% K rate against righties in 125 plate appearances. Um, this guy, I mean, like I said, I think he's the real deal. He put up 32 fantasy points against the Mets earlier this season. I think this guy's the real deal. Um, I like Mackenzie Gore a lot today for tournaments. I don't like the Mets bats. I mean, there's just nothing, you know, Pete Alonzo, always playable against left-handed pitching. Lindor has been fantastic against lefties this year. 
I'm not paying 5400 and 4800 against a guy that I think is extremely talented um, in a mediocre ballpark. So, I mean, I'm just going to find better options today. I don't. Ho- I hope they don't hit two home runs. Yeah. I hope I'm Mackenzie Gore strikes him out three times. I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm not heavy on the Mets today or high on the Mets today at all. Uh, I think this is an offense we can fade now. If they come out and score 10 runs today, guess what? Clap my hands. Good job, Mets. Move on. But I, I don't see it. I don't see it. McGill is McGill is not good. Will Washington is very cheap today. Very cheap. Um, oh yeah. I, I not my favorite team by any means. Um, but we'll say this with these prices: if Candelario cracks the lineup, um, I know he's supposed to have his ankle like re like reevaluated on Friday. He cracks the lineup at twenty six hundred. I, I really like that price tag for him. Um, you don't feel good about playing this team. It's just the pricing makes everything work. So I, I could see myself ending up on one or two of these guys. We know that like Dom Smith has a bunch of power. He's actually been hitting the ball really well here recently. Dude, he's 2,100 against Tyler McGill. 2,100 against Tyler McGill. So uh, there are some cheap bats here that I don't mind looking at for Washington. Um, if you just kind of want to say, hey, I need, I need it. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I just, it's, it's Washington. Dude, I, hey, I hear you, buddy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, CJ Abrams gives you a little bit of stolen base upside if he can get on base. Um, so Tyler McGill is just not great. So I don't mind looking at Washington. I don't think I'm stacking them by any means. But if I end up on like one or two of them in my lineup, I'm not going to feel bad about it. Atlanta at Toronto, eight total. Braves, a 156 favorite. Strider, Bassett. Um, let's talk Spencer Strider, man. 12-2. I mean, I think he has the highest ceiling on any slate, really. Um, his strikeout stuff. He has a 9.1% swinging strike rate this season. Shane McClanahan is second at 17.5. He's 1.6% higher than anybody else in baseball swinging strike. His K per nine is 15.08. The second highest in baseball is Otani at 12.9. This dude is legit the best strikeout pitcher in baseball right now. (sighs) Yeah, he is, man. Um, Facing Toronto, who, Stevie, pretty good at the top of the lineup. Not so great as they get to the middle and, and go further down. Oh, and the so, bottom half of that lineup is really bad. Brandon Belt yeah. is, he's whiffing at everything right now. He has a 40% K rate, Stevie, last <laughs> everything. I checked. And that's not an exaggeration. This, this yeah. is the truth. 40%. Biggio, I think, was around 40, some 35, 38, somewhere up in there. Uh, and a host of other guys, Stevie, in the 20s and 30s. Like, I, I'm with you. Strider at 12-2, I don't think you have to overthink it. I'm not a huge cash game MLB guy. That's where my, you know, props and stuff come in like that, the pick them sites. But from a DFS perspective, I think if you're playing cash, you take them. And then Stevie, if I think if you're playing tournaments, you take him. He's the one guy that, I mean, see, he gets 40 fantasy points on this slate on DK. Like on DK, yeah. not, not fan, DK. He gets 40, like – you're pretty much dead if you don't have them unless all your bats go off and your other pitchers have got to get you 30 at least. Like, And so that's the risk you run. I, I mean, top pitcher on the slate. I think Burns is going to get a lot of ownership today because of his matchup. Um, 
I think it will be. I think Sonny Gray potentially gets a lot of ownership today. So I'm hoping. With that said, we see a little bit lower ownership on Strider today. Um, because I mean, I do. I, I really like the spot for him. The best hitters in this team are right-handed, and this guy is just—he's—he's he's elite. Like he is elite when he is on he's elite again it's baseball anything is possible anything can happen but if we're just playing pure upside and numbers i mean this dude has a 40 percent k rate against righties this year 40 percent yeah 87 iso 40 <laughs> percent Woo, woo, buddy yeah. i hope he's low owned i hope he's too expensive for people to make it work because it's very <laughs> easy to make it work all right um bassett other side of this game the Braves are really good. He's coming off of probably his best start of the season. Way different spot. He was in Pittsburgh, facing Pittsburgh, obviously. I mean, the Braves are a really good offense. I don't think I want to play Bassett today. Okay. All so right. I'm listening it, to you. Here's the thing. I don't like Chris Bassett today from a fan perspective. And I kind of don't like him for fantasy either. But I just can't ignore the fact that he's got a pretty good leash. He has pitched better kind of in this mid-early stretch. So not necessarily middle of the season, but mid-early stretch. Like I just know the Braves, man. Like This one has me in a conundrum, Steve. I, I think I think what it is is you don't commit to him actually. You just sprinkle him in in tournaments based on the ownership. Like for instance, if he's around fifteen percent, I probably just take the fade. If he's at like five, I probably go a little bit over the field. If if that makes any sense, like he's got enough upside to get twenty fantasy points at eighty two hundred. It's just I I I mean I don't see it against the Braves, but I I I, I think it's in there. But it's just a sprinkle. And that, that's how I think I, I approach Chris Bassett today. He's facing one of the most patient teams in baseball. He has a 12% walk rate this season. His strikeout rate is 20%. He has 5x FIP, which oh, is a point higher than his I ERA. Know. His know. biggest struggles this year has been left-handed power. Hey, hey, Matt Olson, home run or two. Um, I, I'm not playing Bassett. If he was 6,200, we'd have a conversation. But 8,200, like... I could pick four guys right off the top of my head that I would play over him today without even looking at the stats. So, oh, no, well, yeah, I'm not going to play him over McKenzie Gore, of course. Listen, I'm giving him the Chief Justice no <laughs> because Chief Justice needs to hear it. That's why. Um, the walks. I, I mean, the walks are the cons- – like, the Braves are such a good offense that if you walk one or two guys, they're going to punish you. They're going to yeah. punish you. And, I mean, Bassett at, what is it, three – Three walks in five of his last six games, at least three walks. Like, can't do that against Atlanta. They're going to punish you. I'm out. Um, Braves bats. Matt Olson's going yard off of Bassett today. Just go ahead and lock that in. Don't lock it in. I hate the term lock it in. Don't lock it in. I really like Matt Olson to hit a home run today. Let's go that way. Yeah, 5,500. I like Matt Olson as well. Um, I, I don't want to, I really don't want to stack the Braves too much. It's crazy. It's really more so the upper tier pricing on some of these guys. Um, but once again, like Alves isn't expensive, you know, but Murphy's 4,900. 
Uh, Riley's 5,100. Like, they're, they're an expensive team, and I want to play Strider. So I think I won off the Braves. I don't stack the Braves. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Mike Harris, too. Gosh, I like him, too. I like him as well in this spot. Um, if Rosario's in there, man, he's still too cheap. Um, Rosario just keeps hitting. They don't want to raise his price. He's still they under don't. 3K. They don't. Think he, he has like a seven or eight game hit streak going. Like, it's yeah, incredible. I mean, yeah, if you like singles, man, Rosario is your guy. Yep. All right. Uh, any Toronto bats for you against Strider? No. <laughs> just not doing it no i'm passing um we got the cardinals and the Sox. ten and a half total in this game pick them game hey <laughs> adam Ooh. wainwright against james paxton baby oh my um, gosh wainwright it'll be his second start of the season he looked terrible he looked terrible in his first start of the season against detroit um that is very concerning when you're facing a low strikeout boston team i yeah, I don't think I can do it today, Will. I just – I don't think I can do it. Wainwright is very good pitcher, and he got – I mean, okay, he got a little unlucky in that first start, a little unlucky. But when you have an 82% contact rate and a less than 10% swinging strike rate, you're, you're going to get a little unlucky because you're giving up too many hits. I'm not playing Adam Wainwright today against the Sox. Yep, I'm with you. Not doing it. I'm not playing James Paxson against the Cardinals. Nope. Um, I mean, this would be his first start of the season. Um, I mean, he's 34 years old now. Like, this is – he hasn't pitched since 2020, 2021, 2020, 2020 or 2021. Um, he's been out for a while. Um, he threw 21 innings in his rehab stint um, in AAA, 6 ERA in AAA, Will. Um, decent strikeout stuff, but yeah, nope, no Paxton for me today. Yep, not doing it. Zero, zero shares. Yeah, I mean, I think Cardinals are a really interesting stack today. Um, obviously, you start with Goldschmidt and Arenado, uh, but any of these right-handed bats that crack the lineup today, I think, are interesting for the Cardinals. Man, you, you, in, in my Fenway, favorite bat is Tommy Edmund, man. That's my guy, dude. In Fenway, righties against Paxton in Fenway, like this screams home run upside spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, I just Tommy Edmund, get him in there. That's my guy today. All right, I like it. Um, 4100. I like the price tag. Yeah, very, very fair price tag. Good pivot off of Torres, potentially, too. Um, yeah, Arenado, he's been hitting a little bit better here recently. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a fantastic spot for St. Louis. Like, we'll see, like, we're going to get some value depending on, like, who's in the lineup or not for them. I mean, DeJong is 2700 I think that price tag is is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I just, gosh, I love this spot. This is going to be a spot. This is going to be a spot that really kind of pans out. Um yeah, I like the Cardinals a lot today. I like the Sox a little bit as well. Not as much as I like the Cardinals. Because like outside of Devers and Yoshida, it gets really tough. Um, they finally priced Duran up a little bit. He's now 4K. Um, probably still not enough. But I think the Sox are a team you could potentially like secondary stack here. Yeah, I, listen, once again, I, I like the Sox. Um, I'm not afraid to attack Wainwright today. 
Uh, you got Devers, who I don't think Devers is going to get a lot of ownership today on a, such a big slate, Stevie. So that's a that's a really really good good uh, good investment for us, I think. Uh, Yoshida priced up to fifty two hundred has been on a tear and or, or a tear went through a little stretch there past couple of games not as much, but I'm still okay with it. The thing is, Stevie, I don't think anybody's going to play him either. So I think if you're playing Boston, some of these bigger bats. You're kind of paying up to be a little contrarian on a slate where they could absolutely score some runs in Fenway in their home park. Yeah, I mean, I you're playing them more as like Wainwright struggles here. Um, so yeah. good game. I, I mean, listen, Vegas sees it too, right? <laughs> like we're we're looking at a ten and a half total game. Um yeah. highest total on the slate. So oh no, we're in course. Rockies have a 12 total. Um I forgot about that. But, yeah, high total here. All right, L.A. Angels taking on the Cleveland Guardians. Eight and a half total in this game. Sort of a pick em game. Slight favorites to the Guardians side. We got Allen and Anderson facing off against each other. I will say we're, what, like six games in, and I already love this slate way more than I should. Um, talk to me here. What are your thoughts on Tyler Anderson? No. Yeah, I mean, overall, I don't think Cleveland is a good offense this year. Um, I, I've talked about this a lot. I could see Anderson being the punt play today. Um, looking at this range today, it, it's not... Uh, the other guy would be Josh Taylor, but I don't think he's going to pitch deep enough into the game. Um, so I, I just, I, I mean, I, I talked about it or I mean, I've looked at it a little bit, but I don't think Taylor is going to go deep enough into the game for me. So I think like if I'm just full on punting under seven K, um, I think it's Anderson. Cleveland's not a good offense. They're their second worst this season in WRC plus. My biggest concern is just not getting enough strikeouts. And the downside is just the BABIP and, you know, struggling with that. But I think overall, this is a spot I could take some shots. It's the same thing I talked about, was it Wednesday? Uh, Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez. Didn't he just dominate Cleveland? Uh, and again, I think Tyler Anderson is a better pitcher, or Eduardo Rodriguez is a better pitcher than Tyler Anderson. Yeah, He's 5,500. 15 to 18 points here, and my bats do their thing. I think Anderson is – I just think he's playable today. Uh, I think the fairest thing is – What if he gets tipped? Are you okay with that? I mean, I think it would depend on how the slate's going, right? You're um, right. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. If you so, I, I guess, man, you're starting to talk me on this. Anderson, it's a Tyler Anderson. I don't like it because what's like his a, downside? What, like, what? They're not going to go out and hit a bunch of home runs against him. I mean, I he's get not it, a man. guy if that it, typically gives up a ton of home runs anyway. You play Strider. If Strider even gets 32, 35 ish. And he gets 12. I mean, I mean, you're really close to that 50 mark. Yeah. And then if your bats just absolutely tee off, you got a shot. I, I'm with you, man. You, you sold me. I, I'm in on Anderson. It's the price. 5,500. I'm in. You got me. We've talked about, we've already talked about like three or four offenses that are extremely expensive that we like today. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. You, you wrote me in, man. But like, I'm with you. Just look. And like I don't want to spend this. I didn't expect to spend this much time on Tyler Anderson, but like it's it's Gomber in cores against Philadelphia. I don't like that. Waldachuk against Texas. They've been 
Um, a, a really good offensive season, even against left-handed pitching. Fleming against New York, nope. Um, Oviedo against Baltimore, nope. Bradish, potentially, but I mean, we didn't love it. Tajon Walker in cores, nope. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I mean, the next best option, like realistically, is probably JP France, and he's seventy six hundred. <laughs> I know he's seventy six hundred. So. I think if you're just looking for a punt, I, I think that you know you're getting the second worst team. They have the fewest home runs in baseball against left-handed pitching at only seven home runs this year. Um, what's what's crazy about Cleveland too that like we, I've realized here recently they have moved into the lowest WRC plus against right-handed pitching too. Like they have the lowest WRC plus against right-handed. They're putting the ball in play. They're just hitting it to people. So I think Anderson is. I think he's playable. I mean, that's that's just saying a very nice way of saying he's a punt play. You're hoping for 15 points. With all that, now we go to the other side of this game. Logan Allen, lefty against this team. Again, I, I, I talk about it a lot, but I think the Angels are a really good team against left-handed pitching. Um, definitely top 10. They have low strikeout rate. They have power. I don't think I want to play Logan Allen today. Um if he was still at that 6,600 mark where he was the last three games, he, I think he would be in conversation because he does have decent strikeout stuff. Yeah. At, at this price, he's pretty much pushing 8K now. I don't I don't think we can do it against the Angels. I'm with you. They got enough power um, to, to really, you know, knock him out of this game if, if he gets erratic. So uh, I'm with you, Stevie. Um, he Allen's probably not even friends. Like, man, I can't believe you sold me on Tyler Anderson. I think this price. I think, it's it's the price. Yeah. Wow. I think Allen. Yeah. Like, if you're running 150 today, I think he's in my player pool. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just because he he, he is a twenty seven percent K rate guy, he has a twelve and a half percent swing and strike rate guy. Like he has strikeout stuff. I just wish he was like itsy bitsy cheaper. It would make it would make more sense itsy bitsy cheaper. It's just like I would play him. Who were we just talking about? We were just talking about Bassett. I would I would take Allen over Bassett today. But I also I don't think it. that's saying much. Yeah. Um, I think Bassett gets crushed today. Anyway, let's talk Angels bats. Um, any interest here? Slight interest, Steve. It's probably I'm probably in that same one-off situation. Otani, Trout, 
They're expensive, but I don't mind them. Hunter Reynolds is another guy, 4,400. Like that, that's how I'm feeling about the Angels. Also, like many two and three mans, right? Like some of these power guys. I think that's the approach I would take with the Angels. Um, I think they're like a, a team that you stack or fade today. I get it. I think, I think that's how you approach them. Like they're a stacker fade. Cause they have, I mean, the, the guys that you want to play are, are phenomenal. They're just expensive. So, all right. Um, I dude, I have nothing for Cleveland again. This is why, like, I think Anderson is somewhat interesting today. Cause I really just, who do you play from Cleveland outside of Ramirez? The crickets are everything that I need. Like it just makes the hammers my point home even more. Yeah. Do you want to really quick? Will uh, I'm gonna really quick. Do you want to guess the highest ISO against left-handed pitching in this lineup this year? One fifty. There's a lot of guys under 150, but it's Mike Zanino at 208 with a 47 percent K rate. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, the there you go, Zanino, baby, 3500. If you want a one for four with three strikeouts and a home run, uh, take you a shot on Z- Zanino. But Bell is at 189. Everybody else is under 170. Uh, there's just no power in this lineup. Yep. All right, moving on. We spent a lot of time there, but gosh, man, now I, I'm even more excited to play some. Yeah, we had to. All right, we got Kansas City at Milwaukee. No total in this game because we 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 think they're going to call up Josh Taylor and he will start. That's what all the reports say, but the a lot of books haven't put it out yet. Um, I mean. I don't expect him to pitch deep, so we'll talk about that. And then we got Burns on the other side, but let's talk Josh Taylor. Um, kind of, you know, moved to the bullpen, has been a bullpen arm. May 6th, he threw an inning. I don't expect him to go deep in this game by any means. Um, I know, yeah, I mean, he got called up, and he's been a reliever ever since he got called up. Like, what? what do we think? I mean, this is a... I don't think he goes deep. Milwaukee's awful against left-handed pitching, and I really wish he was going to throw like 80 pitches here because he's 4K, but I think it's more realistically like 50 pitches. Yeah. um... Please give us any kind of pitch count here because I realistically might be interested if they come out and they say anything over like 65 pitches here. Yeah, because, I mean, essentially that could get him through four innings. Four innings against this offense? I think at 4K I would take some shots. Yeah, I mean, I I think at at 4K what we would be hoping for, Stevie, is probably four innings, maybe four to five strikeouts, maybe give up a run, right? And just don't get shelled because he's not going to get the win. Um, He won't won't get the quality start if he only goes four, but – I think I think that's what we're looking for. If we get that, I think we're feeling good. So I don't think we'll see that though, Stevie. I, my, my guess is he goes forty to fifty. I mean, the other the other flip side of this is he could throw two innings and get pulled, and it's just an opener situation. Yeah. It's a bullpen game. Yeah. So I think there's so much downside to this spot. Um, 
Let's talk Burns going up against Kansas City. We know this team struggles against right-handed pitching. Um, Burns has struggled this year. Kansas City's been hitting the ball a little bit better here recently. What are your thoughts on Corbin Burns? Um, I think as of right now, Steve, if we're playing Corbin Burns, we're playing him based on what we know that he can do, not what he's actually doing. And so I think you just kind of got to determine – do you think 9,200 is low enough to take a shot? And because I don't think he's going to burn you, right? Like, I don't I don't think he's going to have, like, get 10 fantasy points. But I also don't think he's going to get anything near 30. I think between 15 and 20 is what you see from him today. And you got, I think you just got to decide, is that enough for you with where you know his upside could be? Um, I think on this slate at 9,200, I think his ownership is going to be too high. I think I'm going to fade him. But that, that's purely a tournament. I think his ownership gets north of 20, 30% on an 11 game slate, on a 13 game slate when he hasn't been pitching well. So that, that's my philosophy. I don't think he's going to have a bad game. It's just 9,200. Everybody knows Kansas City's been struggling. I think, he, I think it's inflated. I, I'm taking the fade for that reason. So. I mean, his last start in San Francisco, I did a deep dive on Savant and dude, I don't under, I don't know. I, I like, there is nothing that looks com- like different to me. Like I was looking at everything and nothing looks different to me. Um, as far as like movement and rotations and everything, like all of his advanced stats on his pitches, like looking at like his individual pitches that he uses, Nothing looks different. Like nothing looks different to me. Like the cutter numbers are almost identical to last year. The spin rate is down a tick, a tick. But looking through like curveball numbers, his spin rate is down a tick. His whiff rate is down 11%. Like it just doesn't, I don't know if there's like, if it's the pitch count thing. Cause I know he's been one that has been vocal about it before the season and like, you know, all that stuff. But, I mean, looking at everything, the velocity being down, maybe it's down right at like a, a one mile an hour, like one mile an hour difference. And just, I don't know. Um, everything advanced stats wise looks so comparable to like years in the past for him. And the, it just, he's not getting, if anything, he's just not getting the downward movement on his cutter by a tick and, People are hitting it harder. Um, I, I I mean, Kansas City is a team that can beat this guy. The price is fantastic. This All this comes down to, for me, for Burns today, is ownership. If he's going to be high-owned, I, I could be underweight on him today and feel good about it. If he's going to be low-owned at 9,200 facing Kansas City, I can go overweight and feel good about it. So it's really going to come down to ownership. I did my due diligence on this guy it just ticks, man. Just ticks. Just ticks. It's it's such minimal stuff. But I mean, his numbers are just there. He's getting he's getting hit this year, and I just I mean, it's it's so interesting. Um, I will say, like, if you look at like his twenty twenty movement like numbers compared to like this year where he had big time strikeout stuff, it it's a tick. It's a tick. It, it just doesn't to me for someone 
I mean, I feel like I know baseball very well and I, I know advanced stats and I look at this stuff. I've been looking at it for 10 plus years now and looking at this stuff and it just Corbin Burns makes no sense to me. There's a bunch of stuff about a bunch of people that makes sense to me, but Corbin Burns doesn't make sense to me. Rant over, spent a lot of time on it. I think it really just comes down to ownership and how you feel comfortable about playing Burns. The price is fantastic. He has a great matchup. I could see it going either way. Um, so it's an ownership thing. Let's talk about Kansas City Bats, Will. Um, yep, not playing them either. That'll catch yeah. us up. Zero, zero Kansas City Bats for me today. Not one. I don't. Not even Vinny or uh, or uh, Bobby Witt. I'm just not doing it. Witt's running. I, I will say that. I know. Um, he is. He has been running a lot. Like I think he has five stolen bases in the last ten games, and two of those games he had like multiple stolen bases. So. He does give you some upside on that, that aspect, and Vinny gives you like power upside. Those would be the two guys that I'd have the most interest in if I was playing against Burns, and I just don't believe in it. Um, so yeah, and I mean Milwaukee has been struggling. It's going to be a bullpen game. I will say this though, like this is a really bad bullpen, and if this is going to turn into a bullpen game, you might get Milwaukee at low ownership today and take some shots on them, um, and just play like. Hey, I'm, they're only going to get Taylor for two or three innings, kind of thing, and like then they're just going to get the bullpen, and the bullpen's bad. So uh, I don't mind looking at Milwaukee as like a a, a really low owned um, like contrarian stack. They're really cheap, like they're really cheap. Adamus at forty four hundred, that price is fantastic. Yeah, I get it, man. I... You're playing the bullpen, Will. Their their bullpen is so bad. You're playing against the yeah. bullpen. I, I understand it. I um Milwaukee though man they oh, they've been so bad. Oh I know I I, I hear you. I, I'm gonna take the faith because I, I think on this slide I'm gonna get real selective with my offenses. I've got one coming up that I really like, so um I'm gonna let them sit on the shelf. Oh it's fair. I think it's like a 20 entry max, 150 like MME type play. Um, I just overall again, I just in my head, I'm stacking against this as like a bullpen game because I don't believe in the Kansas City bullpen at all. Yeah, all right, we got Cubbies and Twins in this one. Smiley and Sunny Gray facing off against each other. I delayed because I couldn't find the line. Eight total Twins, a 165 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Drew Smiley? No. Listen, I'm Team Drew Smiley, but not 9100. Um, yeah, he's just too, eight, he's too expensive. Yep. The price is just caught up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's for me, it's as simple as that. Like Drew Smiley is someone that I definitely believe in what he's been doing and what he's been, you know, generating this year. I just I don't think this is at 9100 dollars spot for him. Sunny Grace 10K. Um, listen, the Cubbies are a team where they're either really good or really bad um it it just seems that way right they just seem like they're that team this year that they're either gonna smash or they're just gonna struggle um i do like right-handed pitchers that can generate strikeouts and we know sunny gray is a good strikeout pitcher i think he's in play here at 10k yeah i I like gray um so he's kind of my next tier down guy today steve i know he didn't have the greatest outing against cleveland but you know we saw what he was able to do against kansas city and, and and new york and He's not Spencer Strider. Uh, he's not Garrett Cole. Um, Garrett Cole is probably in a, in a much tougher matchup, obviously, and we're getting a discount. So 
I, I like Gray today uh, against the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, it's just it comes down to price. I think if you can make it work, I think the he is definitely in play today. Um, Cubs bats, I don't really love anything. Wisdom and Bellinger have been good against right-handed pitching. Um, Christopher Morell, ever since he's been called up, he just keeps crushing. So if you want to take some shots on those guys, but overall, probably not a team I'm looking at today. Yep, negative. Um, I mean, Minnesota, I, again, like, I, I think I believe enough in Drew Smiley where I don't, I don't think I want to stack them against him. I, I think I won off though. I, I think that's where I'm at. One off is, I, yeah, I think yeah, I can yeah, go with yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think it's one off. Um, he, he could give up maybe a bomb to, you know, one of these guys, but I'm not like, Actively trying to trying to play bats against them for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean Polanco um, is someone that I think you could take some shots on. And um, oh, who's the other guy? Um, 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 hold on, oh, Polanco for sure. Because I don't think yeah he's not up with the team. If Garlic was up with the team, he's not up with the team right now though. I always I was. He's always a guy that's in my head against left-hand pitching. All right, Houston at Chicago. This is a game that we have some potential weather. We'll have to see what Roth has to say. Um, this one is the only one that I kind of noticed that could be concerning. Nine total in this one. Um, Astros are 136 favorite. we got France against Kopech. I hope it, it doesn't have weather because I actually think JP France is really interesting today. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate it at all. Like so here's the thing. Houston, not Houston. The White Sox have been striking out a fair amount. So is Houston. France is 7,600. Pitch count should be intact. I think he can pick up enough Ks. I mean, he might he might be the best true value on the slate today. Like that, that very well may be the case. I, I'm in on French for sure. What's crazy about this guy, right? Is he is a 28 year old. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say journeyman because he's only he like minor league stuff is like 2018. But I mean, just really, he doesn't project as like a top prospect or anything like that. But dude, he just keeps doing it. He, he's done it at every level so far: Triple A, Double A single a every level that he's been at he's generating a ton of strikeouts and when you think of the white Sox lineup and like the the capabilities of strikeouts in this lineup like i think he's super interesting um do i trust in it no man this dude like he, he doesn't grade out as like having like advanced stuff whatsoever um I mean, but watching him throw like a really strong game against an offense like Seattle and knowing that he gets a matchup here, like who knows, man, like he's getting ahead in he got ahead in counts and he pitched from a, like in front of these guys. Like do your thing, JP France, do your thing. A, a guy that we all thought was very talented coming up, um, Kopech, he just really hasn't had the stuff, man. Like, it, for years now, I don't know what what happened, um, but any interest in Kopech against Houston here? Man, like 
Stevie, I've I've wanted I've been targeting Houston with good right-handed pitching. Um I Kopech could absolutely go out and have a really good performance today. I'm not saying a crazy upside performance. I'm saying a good performance for the price. Like I think Kopech can get the 20 fantasy points, but he's been so all over the map. I don't think I need to sprinkle him in. So I'm just going to take the fade. If that makes any sense. Oh, it makes, it makes sense to me. Um, like Houston's not a team I'm afraid of right now, but I, I just don't think Kopech has enough upside. I will say this too. Like, looking at the advanced numbers here for Kopech, like he really just has been bad. <laughs> like there's no like underlining numbers that say he should be pitching better. He really just hasn't. Uh, I mean, so the walks are a real thing. The command is an issue. Um, is he capable of 30 plus? Yeah, he is. Like he is very talented. He just, it just hasn't clicked. Yeah. Um, Bats, Houston bats. Um Stack or fade, I think. I think you're just hoping that you get the bad Kopech and Houston on the road getting nine innings, and you hope that the stack just goes bonkers here. But I don't think I'm like mini stacking or one-offing guys because of the pricing. I'm just I'm stacking Houston or or moving on. Yeah, I, I don't like both both sides feel. Let me say this: I think the Houston side feels better because you do have Alvarez, you do have Tucker, like. There's some guys you can play, but they're expensive. Um, I probably side with Houston over Kopech and still kind of don't play either one much. Like, I think I want off Alvarez and stuff like that, but I don't want to stack Houston. I think Altuve is getting close, by the way. I don't think oh, Brantley, Brantley plays. Getting, Brantley's no. getting close, too, though. He's I think close. Brantley might retire, Brady. I, I hate to tell you. Um, I think he might retire. He had a huge setback with the the – surgery repaired shoulder this week yeah i know i hate to be the bearer of bad news will <laughs> i know how much you love your boy michael brantley i want michael brantley to be in this lineup just as much as you do but um i hate seeing that like he's getting soreness in that shoulder because that is never good yeah. coming from someone that tore his rotator cuff three times um white Sox bats <sighs> Who do you play? I mean, if this young guy really isn't like the real deal, um, I mean, maybe a guy like Andrew Vaughn, who has been really hot at the plate recently, he's really cheap. Um, Gavin Sheets gives you some power upside at 2,800. Like, I mean, maybe a mini stack, and this you're just kind of hoping that this guy really isn't the real deal, and you're getting um, some some nice value if he struggles. I'm with you. I can already tell you what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. I hear you, and I'm with you. This team has really disappointed oh this year. Gosh. <laughs> They've been so all over the map, so bad. Um, I, I think if I do a series, just like a lot of these teams are one offs until we get to my kind of favorite spot of the night. So, um, and I, I will have a lot of one offs today, which I'm actually thrilled about. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not stacking the White Sox. All right, moving on. We got Philadelphia and Colorado. Woo, favorite spot of the night. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. 12 total in this one. Um, 148 to the Phillies. Walker and Gomber facing off against each other. Taiwan Walker. <laughs> YouTube chat gets it. 6,700 in cores. Hey, this guy has a home run problem. Probably not the best place to pitch. <laughs> yeah, Note to this, self. 
Yeah, Mr. Walker not pitching well at all. Uh, well, I'm I, take that back, Steve. I don't want to say he's not pitching well, but I'm with you. He does have a home run problem and a walk problem um, and a command problem. Here's the thing, though. The Rockies have just been able to make any pitcher that comes in there look like, I mean, prime Matt Scherzer. I mean, we, we've seen Rich Hill mow this team down like twice. I, it's it's incredible, really. He They're really bad against lefties. but Yeah, I know. He didn't really mow them down twice. He kind of mowed them down once, and then the second start, they kind of pulled him. But I, I'm not playing Walker. He's in Coors. He should give up some runs. But if he pitches a gym, I'm not going to be shocked against the Rockies for what it's worth. But you know I'm fading this game, Steve. Like, I'm legit fading this game today. That makes one of us. Um, <laughs> sorry. Just saying, Austin Gomber, 5,200. Austin Gomber is a, a solid pitcher. Um, I'm going to stick behind this. I think that if he was on any other team and he got to pitch half his games in another ballpark, like he is – He's decent. Philadelphia strikes out against left-handed pitching a lot. I mean, you could potentially make the argument for Gomber at 5,200. I'm not going to, but I think like if you wanted to make the argument, you could. Um, if this game was in Philadelphia, I would definitely have some interest in Gomber. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not playing Gomber either. He's going to get shelled in this spot. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Let's talk bats. Uh, Turner, obviously, I think he's one of the top hitters on the slate today. He's just really expensive. Castellanos, they priced him up, which thank you. Gosh, I was so worried that they weren't going to price him up and he was going to be like 4500 in this spot. So glad, love to see him get priced up. Alec Bohm, 4200 Like Any power righty, I think, is in play here for Philadelphia. Um, I'm very happy that we're not getting a ton of value bats where this team's going to be like really chalky. I think the chalky potential play here is Josh Harrison at 2,500, assuming that he cracks the lineup. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is any of the power righties. I would play these guys in Philly against him. So I'm definitely going to take some shots on them in course. Yeah. Listen, I think this is a good spot for the Phillies. Uh, I'm personally not going to stack them, but everybody knows that if you've been listening to the pod, I just fade cores in these spots, especially on a big slate where the prices are up now. Like I'm taking the fade on cores. I'm not discouraging you from attacking cores. That's just something personal that I've incorporated to my DFS career. This is definitely a fade spot for me today in terms of all of cores. Uh, I will absolutely get my exposure from some other offenses. All right, let's talk Rockies. I know you just said um... – I, like, I hear you, and I, I think everyone hears you, and I yeah. think that it's a great take to have. Um, Walker, I mean, he's just a guy that gives up home runs, and he does it to both sides of the plate. Um, so I think, like, Gritchick at 4K, I think, is, a, like, a phenomenal price for him. 
Um, I'll, I'll start there. I, I think that's a really good price. Grichik has been reverse splits throughout his career. So getting a righty, he's going to benefit from a right-handed pitcher being on the hill instead of a left-handed pitcher. Um, I mean, throughout his career, he's been reverse splits. His power numbers are way down this year, which is a little concerning, but I think he's going to be someone that gets it going a little bit here. Um, Offers stolen base upside. So getting Grichik at 4K, batting first or second, I think is fine. Um, Bryant, obviously, Crone. Like, Walker has a home run problem. He has a home run problem. Um, So I want to attack this spot. I want to attack home run upside. Yeah, I get it, man. Like I said, I, I think, I, in, in all honesty, I think runs are going to be scored in this particular game, Steve, even though I'm, like, taking the fade here. Like, I, I see the home runs coming um, with these two pitchers on the mound, so I'm with you. Um, like, if Schwarber gets uh, – not Schwarber, good guy. <laughs> if um, uh, Crone gets a hold of one, it's out. Like, it, it's gone. So, I fully understanding that – this game should have some fireworks today. I'm still taking the fade. Texas at Oakland, eight and a half total in this game. The Rangers, a 200 favorite. Perez and Waldachuk facing off against each other. Um, any interest here in Martin Perez? Man, I wish Perez was a little cheaper, Stevie. But Oakland's been a much better than lefties. No, no interest in Perez today. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that they kind of keep doing their thing. They're top 15 team in baseball against left-handed pitching and they're bottom three team in, against right-handed pitching. So, um, yeah, I mean, they have enough guys that they can platoon in here. They do sub a lot. And we'll talk about that when we get to the bats. Um, Waldachuk against Texas. Any interest here in Waldachuk? No. He's the other punt guy that I think that if you wanted to take a shot, and hope for 15 he's capable of 15 um jung heim duran garcia simeon has really struggled against lefties this year he's been really good against righties but he's really struggled against lefties this year i mean obviously look at the lineup if they leave some lefties in there i think it helps waldachuk um again i like anderson more i, I would definitely prefer anderson as my punt i just Looking at this range and knowing how many bats we want to play on this slate, maybe you live in the seven Ks with like France and go up to Gore and stuff. Um, but I think like doing my due diligence, we should at least mention Waldachuk today because he is capable of six plus strikeouts um, and scoring like 15 plus points. Is it going to happen every start? No, it's not. Uh, Texas bats, the guys I just mentioned, right? Garcia, Young, um, Heim, all, all like in this like 4K range. Garcia is 5K, but I think Texas is definitely playable as a stack, hoping that like Waldachuk struggles. Yeah, and, and Stevie, this is one of my favorite spots on the day. I do really like yeah. Texas here. Um, this is a spot I, I want to attack, and I got another one coming up basically back to back. But uh, and it's basically because of I'm expecting Waldachuk to struggle in this spot. Um, you know, so we've seen Houston kind of put up some numbers here. And uh, so you got Simeon, who's going to be expensive. But I, I definitely think this is a guy you want to include in your stacks. You got Jung down to 3,900, who hasn't really been priced up a whole lot. Uh, I like him a ton. You're going to have Heim at catcher, 3,800. I like him, low at 4,100. I think – so for me, Stevie, the re- another reason I like Texas, I just feel like it's a good balance team to stack right like you got Simeon up top you got Garcia up top and then after that a lot of four and three K guys 
really like this team uh, today against Watertown. Oh, I hear you, man. Like I, I was just making the argument because he's a punt. Doesn't mean I don't like the Texas bats. I think Texas is in a good spot. Um, we, I mean, we beating a dead horse at this point, but Oakland bullpen, worst bullpen in baseball this year. They are very attackable. So if you can get Wall to chuck out in the fourth or fifth of this game and get to this bullpen, they're just going to keep hitting. Um, so I definitely don't mind the Texas side of this game one bit. Oakland yeah. side. So I, definitely Oakland is a team that comes up on this podcast a lot when they're facing left-handed pitching. I talk about them a bunch. Um, I'm a, I'm a believer in some of these right-handed platoon guys. But Will, like, as soon as a right-handed pitcher comes in, they have no problem taking any of these guys out outside of Roker. Um, I could play him as a one-off. I have no issues with that. Um, I, I definitely don't mind potentially taking shots on Jordan Diaz because they don't typically platoon him, but they have platooned him out too. Jesus Aguilar got platooned the other day. So, like, I don't think anybody outside of Roker is safe to get more than three at-bats in this game. I mean, that's the biggest concern, and... Honestly, like Martin Perez, not typically a guy you stack against. Um, he can get give up a bunch of hits, but he doesn't typically give up a bunch of home runs. So yeah. I like Roker as a one-off. Um, if Ruiz hits leadoff, if Ruiz hits leadoff, um, I think he's okay. If Perez hits in the two spot like he has recently, $2,300 catcher, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. Like Perez Perez has been hitting hitting well, so... Uh, that's something I don't mind because I'm not going to play uh, Perez anyway. So I, I'm good with that. Uh, another guy, Stevie, uh, uh, Rooker is 3,900. Like, did you not hear me? Like, per, per, like he he gets a lot of love over. No, here. I know, I know. He's the guy. No, no, but but there, there's one more guy. No, it's Roker. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Nick Allen just... has actually been okay. Like. Yeah, hadn't been striking out a ton. Like I, I don't hate it. Um, but once again, I don't, I don't think you know. I don't think he's. He, he's two K. Like if you're, if you're kind of in the open, like he's two K. That's really what it's, what it's about. Oh yeah, cheap play for sure. Um, I will say one thing about Perez really quick. If he is catching, if he's catching and Langlier's is DHing, I mean, I like that even more. Um, for what it's worth. All right, San Francisco at Arizona. Nelson and Wood facing off in this one. No total in this game uh, because it was supposed to be stripling, but everything sounds like it's going to be Alex Wood making his return from the 15-day DL. Has not pitched in close to a little, yeah, almost a month he hasn't pitched. Uh, but he did he did get a rehab start, which some teams have been kind of foregoing those. Um but yeah, it sounds like he's going to start and Shriplin's going to get moved to the bullpen. Um, yep. Any thoughts on Alex Wood here? Yeah, I'm not playing Wood today. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same way. Um, yeah. He wasn't really dominant in his rehab start in AAA. He's not a huge strikeout guy. Arizona's actually pretty solid against left-handed pitching. Oh, yes. Um, yep. So, yeah, I don't think this is a spot I want to play Wood. And then Nelson on the other side of this game. Dude, the Giants just keep hitting right-handed pitching. They strike out. No yeah. no one can argue the strikeouts. They strike out. But I think we have to respect this offense right now. Um, they can throw a lot of left-handed hitters at this guy, and I don't think I want to play Nelson today either. Stevie, I'm not playing Nelson. We've officially hit my favorite stack of the day. All right. 
Talk, talk to me, buddy. It's talk the Giants. Mr. Nelson, man, been awful. He's Stevie, he's gonna, I think he's gonna get knocked around today. Uh, you look on the season, uh, and that's just this season. And now my computer obviously does not want to uh, cooperate. It took me back to the Mets game. Why did it do that? I Nelson this, has a 5x bit, 14% yeah, K rate. Thank you. I got He's, you, buddy. Thank you. He, <laughs> I had it all queued up. I've been waiting all pod to talk about the Giants who strike out but are going to crush this guy. And then it reverted back to the Mets. But anyway, uh, I, I think Nelson gets shelled today for what it's worth. And so when I look at the Giants, Stevie, and I, I look across this team, Jock at 41, who while he may not have been hitting well, I don't care. Hanniger at 3,600. Even Conforto down here third. Like I, I think Steve, I think they're way too cheap for the opportunity that they have to really crush this guy. And so that's another reason why they're my favorite stack. Like half this team is under 4K. This, this is incredible. I get to play Strider. I could possibly even get a Sunny Gray and run this cheap team and throw him in with Baltimore and throw him in with, with Texas. Favorite stack of the day, San Francisco Giants. I am elated to get them at these prices in this spot. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not going to – you're not going to hear me argue um, this by any means. So I I like the Giants a lot. I'm just really quickly trying to pull up the bullpen arms here. So they do – they have three lefties in the bullpen, um, which is a little concerning as far as like platoon guys a little bit because they do – I mean, the Giants are one of those teams, but – I mean, you definitely want to see the Giants against a team that has one or none, really, um, like relievers in there, lefties. So, I mean, that's always the concern. But, I mean, you don't think guys like Wade and, and Jock Peterson are going to get platooned for. J.D. Davis, you don't think he's going to get platooned for. Hanniger, um, he shouldn't get platooned for. Estrada. So, I think if you stick with, like, a top-end Giants stack and don't try to, like, play the guys that might get pinch hit for – and Peterson is a guy that gets pinch hit for for time from time to time, but you're you're missing out on upside if you don't play him because he's a guy that can hit multiple home runs in a game. So uh, love the Giants call and to back you up a little bit as well. Roof open um, in this game, one of the best Ooh, hitting conditions buddy. that we're gonna have. Arizona bottom five bullpen. Um, I got you, bro. I, I got you. I like the spot. Yeah. Um, and the other side of this game is interesting too, right? Because. I mean, Wood did not look dominant in his rehab start. He's not a huge strikeout guy in general. Good pitcher. I mean, no one's going to argue that. But if he's going to continue to struggle with some fly balls, like, there's some pop here. Walker has some pop. We know Marte has some pop. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I'm missing. Is it Kyle Lewis? Kyle Lewis went to the – I think they sent him down to the minors. Did they? Gosh, he's a guy that I love to play against left-handed pitching too. Yeah. Pretty sure they, they sent him down. Oh, he's on the IL. It was he got sick yesterday. And yeah, so he's on the IL. He's been out since April. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah. But he well, he's yeah, he's still he's still he's still on his minor league assignment, though. That's what that's what he is, yeah. I'm gonna escort myself off the podcast, but no, no. I mean Rivera should hit lead off. He's thirty two hundred. Uh Walker has power at forty three hundred. Marte. Carroll, lefty, lefty doesn't bother me in this spot. Um, I think Arizona is another team you can look at here. Yeah, I, I'm i with you. I, I think Wood might be in trouble today if, he, if he's if he got command issues, control issues. 
Um, so I, I, I'm with you. I think Arizona's another. They're not my top stack by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they're one of those sneaky stacks that could be pesky and score six or seven runs with maybe one home run and a couple singles and doubles and guys get on base and run. So uh, I, I like Arizona a little bit for sure. All right, we are finishing it out with Padres and Dodgers. Nine total. Dodgers are one thirty-six favorite. We got Snell. We got May. Um, any interest here in Snell today? Man, the hard, the hard breed, Stevie. At eighty-one hundred. Like, does Snell have upside? Yes. Is it worth it today? Maybe. Like. He's not pitching as well this season as he has in the past. And so I, I'm, I'm not thrilled about playing him today on such a big slate. Um, maybe a sprinkle, but he's he's not a must play in my book by any stretch of the imagination. Doesn't this just scream like Blake Snell dominant game? Um, everyone's going to be off him because he's facing the Dodgers. He's been... Uh, really bad this year i listen yeah. i'm not playing him today but i think his k rates around 20 percent or a little above 20, like 20 24.8 okay but nothing near like what we're used to i, I his Man. problem is he's they're gonna throw seven or eight righties at him and he is just not able to get right-handed hitters out this year 43 percent hard hits um 23 percent k's 239 iso he just can't get right-handed hitters out um, and he's not generating any soft contact in general this year. He has a 33% hard to soft contact ratio. That means he has a 44% hard hit rate and 11% soft hit rate. His hard to, hard to soft contact ratio is 33%. League average for hard hits is like 33%. So he is his hard to soft contact ratio is elite for the Dodgers. Um, yeah, not for him. So I don't think I want to play him today. Um, May against the Padres. Any interest in him? I mean, he came out and had a dominant performance against this, against this team recently. Um, in his last start, actually, um, May is a guy that if they're – look, here's the thing. If they're going to give him the pitching leash, Stevie, I'm in. It's yeah. just don't pull the leash tomorrow. And and that's – but, I mean, if, if you look at the track record, he's, he's ramped up, Stevie, to where he's over 100 or approaching 100 pitches, looks like, should be every start. If that's the case, I'm in on Dustin May at 8,500. Good tournament play. Um, hard to hard to pass. Like both of these pitchers, are, I think are potential tournament plays today. Um, I I think you could stack the Dodgers against Snell, but um, the Padres. I mean, there's strikeouts in this lineup. Carpenter's at 34 percent. Kim's at 30 percent. Gresham's at 29 percent. Tatis is at 27 percent. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's strikeout upside, but there's also, I mean, this is a very talented team. Very talented. Like, if you just look at pure talent. So, I mean, you have to remember that, too. Like, lower your expectations. Um, definitely in tournament play. Uh, I mean, this is a, a guy that the advanced numbers hate him. <laughs> I mean, his yeah. advanced numbers are not good. Um, his ERA is like three points lower than his XFIP and Sierra. So if there's ever a spot for him to go out and have, he's overperforming. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. Um, any interest in the Padres bats today? Uh, if so, it would just be one off Stevie. Like, I mean, I know that he's kind of murdered one today. Um, I don't ever hate Juan Soto. I'm glad Soto's, 
I feel like Soto at 5K is much more appropriately priced, Stephen, than him being like 6K. He's not going to hit home runs all the time, but he's going to just get fantasy points. I, I don't hate Soto at 5K today for what it's worth. Uh, Dodgers, I think they could potentially be a low-owned stack against Snell yes. today. Um, yeah. People hate stacking the Dodgers because they're a 10 o'clock game anyway, but I mean, obviously Mookie and Smith at the top of this lineup, and then you're going to, you know, you're going to get some value with a guy like Chris Taylor, Vargas, he's cheap. Um, Thompson's cheap. So I, I think the Dodgers are just a low on stack that have some upside if Snell continues to struggle. I am with you 100%. Freeman hits lefties good if you want to try the lefty lefty, but um, 20, 26 at bats for Will Smith this season yet to strike out against a lefty. Think about muy, that. Muy interesante. Yeah, almost a 400 ISO. No strikeouts. 58% fly balls. He is a fantasy goodness type of play. You got to pay for him now, though. Oh, yeah. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. We got under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? I think, I think we got a fair amount of options today, Stevie, considering uh, the situation. Um I'm kind of torn between two guys. I think I just go France because I feel like the White Sox have just been struggling. That was who I had written down. Um, I, I do think like he's the best option under 8K today. So I like that. Um, if I'm just going pure strikeouts, it's hard for me not to say Logan Allen here. Um, that was my I, other guy. He has some strikeouts side. There's some strikeouts in the bottom half of this lineup. Um, so I'll go with that. I will say since we've been recording the 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 Rays are going to open with Trevor Kelly and bring Fleming in the lineup um, as a long reliever here. So Kelly should get one or two innings at the start of this game. Long reliever um, Fleming, even better. Yeah. What are they doing? Um. So yeah, I just wanted to note that really quick. Over eight K to score under fifteen. Who's your bust today at the top? I'm trying to figure out how controversial I want to go here, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm going to side with. Um, I'm going to go with Drew Smiley at 9100. I almost went Burns, but I'm going <laughs> Smiley. I mean, I can't make what to, to think of Burns here today. <laughs> I'll probably play him on one of my three teams today. Um, <laughs> give me give me Bassett against the Braves today. Yeah. I just hate the matchup. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got going yard today? Well, you won't you won't uh, need that problem for me because I'm I'm not playing cores. I think I think the obvious answer here today is Goldschmidt. I'm going to give a bonus today and stay in the same game. Give me Rafael Devers. Okay, yeah, I don't hate that. Um, I already said that one of my favorite home run plays today is Matt Olson. I really like the spot for him today. Yeah, under 4K to get two hits. I mean, I've got a lot of options here. I'm going to go with – give me Mitch Hanniger, 3,600. Well, I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, I, I'm i going to go Roker, man, against Perez. Yeah, Roker like just it. keeps hitting. Um, I mean, probably not shocked to anybody here. I also, like, tournament-wise, like Swazinski in the same price range. Stack to score six more runs. Who do you got? 
I'm going my favorite stack of the day. Let's close it out. San Francisco Giants. I definitely don't hate that. Um, when we were talking about the Giants, we forgot to mention um, Casey Schmidt got called up a couple days ago, and he hasn't stopped hitting. So there you yeah. go. And he's 2,700. Derek in chat just said Schmidt, two hits. So he's thinking the same thing. So Yeah. Um, My stack to score... Who did you say? Oh, the Giants. You said Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, give me the Cardinals against Paxton and Finlay. Yeah, I love it. Will any final thoughts before we get out of here? Negative, my brother. I uh, man, I enjoy this pod. I know it's a little this slate's fun, was, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be building yeah. lineups and like adjusting while trying to work on some NASCAR truck stuff because they have we have a Friday night race this week, but. Okay. Um, I'm definitely gonna be playing this baseball slate. I think it's it's a phenomenal slate. So, um, that that's it. Friday in the books, week in the books. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. If you want some more thoughts, um, from my good buddy here, Will Priester, he'll be live on Roto Grinders tomorrow morning at ten thirty Eastern, giving us out some fantasy pick and plays. And I'm sure we'll see some love to the Giants in that show tomorrow. So check that out. We'll be back on Monday talking baseball. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. You are appreciated.